you know, one of the exciting things for all of our clients during that time, you know, from March 20, uh, from March 2020 through to September, really, before the market started to move again, is they had a free hit on the market because they understood the fundamentals of what makes values grow. And that is the undersupply of the market um, and the lack of stock coming onto the market. And that's what, uh, uh, you know, reality was pushed the prices up for the last couple of years. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright and I'm the Head of Coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guest today is one of our coaching legends, Laura Chug, and we discuss why you buy well and never sell, why you don't roast the chook that lays the golden egg, and the two most common regrets after interviewing thousands and thousands of investors. A not-to-be-missed conversation with Laura. Hey, uh, my name's Tabitha Bright, I'm Head of Coaching here at Positive Real Estate, and today I'm joined by one of our most senior coaches and one of our long-standing coaches, uh, the fabulous Laura Chug. Um, and I noticed, Chuggy, you don't have your pearls on. <gasps> oh my gosh, I've gone in front of a camera without them. They're missing. Oh, they're synonymous with pearls, aren't you? They're having no. a break today. Timeless <laughs> elegance, timeless elegance. <laughs> It's never a good time not to wear pearls. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so Laura and I were having a chat. Um, there'd been a couple of clients' positions that we'd been talking through. Um, often when we're uh, having meetings with all the coaches, um, you know, we'll brainstorm as to where clients are at, what's going on for them, um, options for them. Uh, it's a great way to make use of the hive mind. And... Um, and uh, Laura and I keep going to call you Chuggy. Uh, Laura and I um, were talking about a trend we've seen uh, around clients feeling like they have to sell property. And sometimes when clients are concerned or have a fear around some stuff, they may be struggling with the rising interest rates. They may feel a little bit out of control. Sometimes it's really easy to have a knee-jerk reaction. And so we thought it would be a great idea to have a bit of a chin wag and to talk through some of what we're seeing and to just say to everybody, if you're part of the positive client mentoring base, and you have concerns about where you're at or you're thinking about selling, is it a good time? Please make sure you reach out and talk to your coach because they may give you a different perspective on it that will save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and if you're not part of mentoring and our, our private clients, um, then hop along to an information night. Um, you'll find them on our website um, uh, and uh, and make sure that you come and chat to a coach about your personal situation because separating out the fear and the market noise from what is fact and where your opportunity is 
has never been more critical in this market. So without further ado, Shaggy, Laura, awesome to have you on. Uh, thanks for being part of podcast again. Thank you, Tav, <laughs> Thank so, you for the introduction. I wanted to start yes. today by uh, just sharing this quote that uh, I always think the universe provides to us what we need it when we <laughs> ask for it. And when I knew I was doing this uh, podcast with you today, yes. um, lo and behold, out of the blue, this quote came in front of me and it's, our life is controlled not by our conditions, but by our decisions that we make. And I think that is so powerful in all areas of our life. When I have a new client come and work with me and in my information sessions, I often talk about this journey with property investing because, of course, we don't buy a property here at 400000 and magically wake up a few years later and it's a beautiful ride to the top and it's doubled in value. That's absolutely not the case. And we always talk about this, you know, curvy ride to the top and where we have good times and tough times. And right now, um, like March 2020, is, you know, probably one of those times when we're in the dip. And what happens when we're in the dip is we see unsophisticated investors, uneducated people, fall into the what we refer to as the bear trap of investing and they sell property. Um, and it's so disappointing because one of my first rules for all of my clients when they join with me and I make them agree with me, <laughs> I hold them account, I say to them, don't buy a property unless you're prepared yeah. to do the duration with it for the 10 to 20 years that it needs time yeah, in the market yeah, to mature. Yeah. And Absolutely. if you're not prepared to do it, don't go and play tennis or something. Don't bother buying property, you know, for whatever yeah. reason. Um, yeah, I, it, it, it breaks my heart when I see people making these mistakes. Um, so, yeah, I, I look at, um, uh, yeah, going back to the, that dip, guys, you know, we saw what happened in March 2020 when the world, you know, was coming unstuck and everyone told us about how property was about to, yeah. you know, go down in value and it wasn't yeah, worth it. Wasn't it CBA, Hun, that came out and said it was going to drop 20 to 40% or something? Um, and, um, you know, we didn't really see much of a contraction. The market paused a little bit. Um, and then it uh, then it kicked off again, uh, obviously, and then became the two biggest years that we've seen in a long time as far as growth. Um, and, and, yeah, and Sorry, one of you the guys. you know one of the exciting things for all of our clients during that time, you know, from March twenty uh, from March twenty twenty through to September, really before the market started to move again, is they had a free hit on the market because. They understood the fundamentals of what makes values grow, and that is the undersupply of the market um, and the lack of stock coming onto the market. And that's what, uh, uh, you know, reality was, pushed the prices up for the last couple of years. Yeah. So right now we're having another dip where there's another disruption in the market. We've got interest rates that have risen. But let's be real. 
interest rates are no higher than when I first got my first ever home loan. My honeymoon rate was 5.99%. And then, it, you know, after 12 months, skipped up to what the market rate is. These interest rates, yes, they're high when we compare them to one or two or three percent, but you know they're not high, you know, in the history of what uh, real estate is. Yeah. So, so, so let's just hone on in on that point because we're seeing interest rate rises for the first time in something like ten years, um, and I'm not sure of the exact time frame, but it's a big chunk of time. It's eight or ten years. Yep. And so for many people, many first-time investors, they've never, ever experienced a rate rise. And if you haven't, it can be, a, you know, it can be a little bit nerve-wracking. Like anything that is new that you're uncertain about, it can be a little bit nerve-wracking when, um, when your costs start to go up. Um, and so what we do at Positive Real Estate is we make sure that clients have buffers, that they have a plan around that. The other thing we're seeing, Chuggy, which is, um, helping counter some of those interest rate rises is, of course, the rental boom. Absolutely. Never have we had vacancy rates. You know, I've been in this game for more than 20 years and I've never mm -hmm. seen the whole country nearly 1% or under, you know. Crazy. It is yeah. ridiculous. And I was actually only just talking to another client where, you know, the property manager was talking about lifting a, a rent to 560, from 560 to 580. And when uh, he and I looked on realestate.com, his property should actually be renting at 650 to 700. I had you exactly know. the same conversation. Was that a Newcastle client? It was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, literally yesterday I was talking to my good client Roy and um and I said to him have you done your rental increases because he's been impacted by the rate increases and he said oh yeah yeah I'm getting a $50 a week increase and I was like oh yeah that doesn't sound too bad I said but where's the property he said Newcastle I said let me just check that for you so we jumped on RP data and, and it said that the $50 increase was about right. But here's the thing. Values and rental increases are not being captured by RP data because the market is moving too fast. And Absolutely. so, yeah, and so a lot of property managers, right, they're on the front foot and they're looking at their increases three months in advance. In that time, the market has moved so much faster. And Absolutely. so what's happened, it wasn't that his property manager was doing a bad job. It was just they weren't up to speed in that very short time. And so we looked at realestate.com.au and it was exactly the same. I think he'd increased from 500 to 537 or something. And I looked at similar properties and the minimum was 650 and up to 750. Yeah. And there Absolutely. were only like five on the market. Yeah, that's that's exactly. We we looked right in the heart of Newcastle, Wickham yep. area, and there was twenty two on the market, and there there wasn't one advertised, you know, anywhere near what the property managers was was suggesting increasing it to. So, we've been able to sort of go back and have another conversation with our property manager around where 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 that lease should be. So, yeah, yeah absolutely, which. You know these these vacancy and these rental shortages is obviously going a long way towards supporting some of these increased costs. Yeah. Um, so, I, I guess in a nutshell, what we're saying is, if you're having some challenges around cash flow, if you're having some challenges around 
um, how should I continue to hold this property? You know, you, you really need to reach out and have a conversation with your mentor, your coach, yeah. um, uh, as someone who has got some real experience in this area. One of the biggest uh, thing, not one of the biggest things, no, I'm not going to over-exaggerate it, but I am seeing it from time to time mm. that I've got clients out there that are considering selling a property because it's had a good increase. And I'm I'm devastated, disappointed to say. I'm like a disappointed parent right now. I'm disappointed <laughs> to see that they're using that uplift in an investment because they've got their eye on the prize of um, increasing something that's a personal purchase, whether that be an oh. home, whether that be a new car, whether that be something. And I I wanted to bring this to the conversation today, Tab, because it really concerns Please. me. Um, I want to ask people if you had a chicken <laughs> that gave you a golden egg every single day for the rest of your life. <laughs> if they delivered to you a golden egg for the every, for the rest of your life, hmm. would you sell that chicken for 10 golden eggs today? Because effectively when you have a property that's had an uplift, and um, let's face it, you'd have to have been in a dog box in the back of Timbuktu to have not had an uplift in values <laughs> in properties. But when you've got a property that is in close proximity to strong infrastructure that with, you know, Australia's population rising and challenges with supply mm -hmm. levels and challenges with um uh, you know, skilled workers, uh, you know, migration yep. uh, and yep. all the rest of it. Um, when you've got a property in this, you know, 10 to 50 Ks of a CB, major CBD, the question I would ask is why are you selling your golden egg laying chicken for 10 eggs today? Yeah when you could have a golden egg for the rest of your life? Yeah. And it's such a great question, right? Because it's interesting. Uh, Jason always says, buy well, never sell. Um, and there, it, there's always exceptions to a rule, um, but rules are still there as a guideline and, a, and to provide structure so that we don't shoot ourselves in the foot. And I always remember Sammy Saggers. I don't know if you remember this, Laura, um, who's our CEO here at Positive. If you haven't come across Sam Saggers, check out this podcast. Um, but um, Sam used to say the thing that gets in the way of people getting a result is people, not property. Absolutely. Because, yeah, sorry. Um, I was just going to say, like I have had a lot of clients that have got really tired of a property because, it hasn't doubled in value and it might be nine years into a 15 year strategy. It's got all the right fundamentals, everything going for it. Um, but sometimes the market can be contrary. And despite everything that ticks the boxes, 
sometimes it just doesn't do its thing and it does it in its own sweet time. And Brisbane being case in point, I mean, we had our clients in Brisbane probably about eight years before it then went and went nuts like it has. And we knew it was coming, but I had so many clients that balked at that journey and decided they were going to sell what they figured was a non-performing asset. And it's, they weren't non-performing assets. They just hadn't had the right time in the market. Um, this was due to Brisbane floods. It was due to all kinds of things that came along on the journey along the way that changed the sentiment, not the fundamentals of the market. So you have to be really careful in this space. And for those clients, you know, my heart breaks. I, I'd always say just keep holding, keep the faith. <laughs> and for a lot of them, the rents have gone up over time and it wasn't actually even costing them anymore. They were just frustrated okay to be frustrated but go and join a boxing class talk to your coach and have a bit of a you know a download and um I've got a couple of clients that are really good at that they when they get a bit frustrated or they get bored or they know that they're beginning to skew in their thinking and be motivated by you know what's in the media then um, then they'll always check in with me. And I think that is the key fundamental of being a successful investor is having that person to sense check it and actually doing that and leaning on that person. So congratulations to all clients that do that. Um, we've had a couple of clients of late, haven't we, Laura, um, where sometimes we've found out after the fact that they have sold property. Um, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> why bother joining a mentor and a coach if you don't take up the 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 useful side when the going gets tough 100%. because you know life's I don't think anyone gets out of this lifetime without some whammies in their life I call them whammies we all go through them we all have tough right. times yep. We all have uh, moments that bring us to our knees and make us question, why are we doing certain things? Yep. Um, and there are times in our life, like we've seen off over the last two or three years, yep. where there's big stuff happening outside of our control. Yep. But what I want to come back to is the quote that I originally said, our life is controlled, you know, not by our conditions, but by the decisions that we make at these times. On a daily basis. On a daily basis, you know, whether we get in, uh, get up early, whether we sleep in, whether we take the bus, whether we walk to work, whether we invest, whether we buy a speedboat, you know, all of this stuff. Um either takes us closer to our dreams or further away from what we what we want. Um, and it's all our decisions. But often in life, there is so much stuff outside of our control that we've got no way of controlling. And in those times, I've found, and I don't know about you, Tab, but I found in my in my own personal experience, all you can ever do is make decisions with the information that you have in front of you at the time. Yeah. yeah? So you can make the you can make you know really detailed decisions by writing down the facts yeah. and not 
and ensuring that we don't get carried away by emotions because yeah. there is always going to be lots of stories floating around society yeah, the world. Um, yeah. um, that, you know, sometimes fire us up to do stuff, sometimes make turn us in a direction that um, is away from, you know, probably moving us to, more towards acting in fear than acting on fact. And when we're in those, in that space, it is so vitally important to act with the decision, with the facts that we have around us at that time and make sure we're getting second and third opinions because, yeah. From quality sources. Not Quality from your mates people. and your neighbours if they're not investors and successful investors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you know it can be scary, Laura, when you're when you're. You know, we have lots of investors that are that are single. They're doing it on their own. Young people, divorced people, single mums, single dads. You name it, right? And I can only imagine. I've always been able to lean and chew my hubby's ear off. But if you don't have that luxury, you know, who do you have? Um, and so this is where an environment and a group like Positive are so important. Um, I've got clients that say they will never tell their friends and family that they invest because the circles and the people that they love um, just aren't in that space. And they're, the people that love them are concerned for their welfare, not understanding the strategies that they're putting in place so we'll potentially give them poor advice so it's really important that you tap into your into your coach um and into the networks that positive real estate um obviously have we've got the six star teams you got your financial planners you got your tax you got your everything that you might need your finance so if i was a client laura and i came to you and i said laura oh um pretty freaked out at the moment my interest rates have gone from you know three and a half percent to six six and a half percent which isn't unheard of at the moment and you know it's really biting um biting my day-to-day -day cash flow like my uh, it's increased a thousand bucks a month sometimes more and um it, you know I didn't expect it to go up this fast uh should I sell something what are the things that, you know, we look at as coaches to help a client through that? Because one thing I know about yourself is that you're incredibly good in your coaching around accountability with money and spending habits and um, making sure that people are prepped and understand the basics of household finance before they go to look at investing, right? So, so what are some of the things, some of the tools and tips that you'd talk to a client about what how would you take them through that if they had that concern well the first thing you've got to ask yourself mm. is the, why am I holding this property am I holding it for cash flow am I holding it for growth what is my purpose with this property in my portfolio yep. and get, make sure you get some external support with that <laughs> so that's the first thing because yep. I am very much a believer in buy and hold it's yep. less stress on everyone when you get a good property and you hold on to it for the long term. Yeah. Buying and selling is costly. 
with buying and selling costs. It's also costly in emotion if you tend to ride the roller coaster road of, oh my gosh, no one times markets. No, <laughs> not on a consistent basis. You might strike it lucky once or twice, but no. But if you've bought a property and, you know, I spoke to a client last week and we were t- they were t- dancing around holding this property and um, it was in an area that wasn't likely to grow um, and it had been a, a family home uh, prior but that family was living in their next phase of life. <laughs> they, they were no longer with us so there was not that emotional pull to holding to that property. Mm. And that's the only time when you obviously would consider selling it is mm. that if that property is no longer serving you because it's not due to grow, it's not, uh, it's going to start to be higher maintenance, it's not providing you the cash flow that you require because of mm. the costs and the maintenance, the holding costs. That's in my mind the only time that you would consider selling. Mm. But if for any property that we know we're holding for growth mm. and that we're going through this dip in the market, you know, there are so many uh, strategies that we can take to improve our cash flow. Obviously, if you're not claiming your tax variation up front, yep. that's, you know, a priority for that's people. Investing 101, yep. If we can refinance, if that's available to you and you've, uh, you want to refinance that out to a 30-year loan term um, instead of, you know, however long you've got left. Um, that's going to help with servicing. Yeah. If you can use an interest-only, uh, you know, payment plan during the time that things are a little bit tougher cash yep. flow-wise. Yep. Your lender's amenable to keeping it interest-only, yep. Um, can we increase the rent? Where is it in the markets, which we've already just discussed? What's yep. the vacancy rate in the area? Can we improve that? Uh, yeah. Can we improve the rent? Um, and most importantly, what am I doing in my personal circumstances to control my spending habits? Am I managing that well? Mm. Am I perhaps falling into that old pattern of buying a latte every day? Am I buying, you know, lunch instead of taking my lunch? Because you've got to remember this dip in the market, it's short term. So if you can make a few little sacrifices now, what's that saying? um, You know, success is making a sacrifice today for long-term gain. Right. Um, You know, and... It, it just, it, all of those little things, they don't seem to be a big, I call them the one percenters that, yeah. you know, if you can focus on those one percenters, yep. that makes or breaks your ability to hold property through the tough times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, isn't it Warren Buffett, he always says, um that whole thing about greed and um, when the good time to buy is and that when um, when people are um, making a lot of money, obviously it's the worst time um, to buy. So when people are running scared, that's when everyone should be buying. It's the same for holding. 
Um, just yeah. because there's a, a little glitch in the market, it doesn't mean that um, that long term your property is going to uh, be a problem. I think in all of the coaching, Laura, you've been coaching for 10 years, um, a couple of years on top of that with positive real estate. Um, <clears throat> you've coached all your life, um, but coaching for positive real estate. Uh, and the most common theme, and you'll see it in all of the podcast interviews, is um, I ask people, you know, what advice would you give your younger self? There's two things that come up. The first one is start as early as you can. <laughs> We all know the more time in the market you have, compounding capital growth, it's eighth wonder of the world or whatever it is. Uh, and then the other thing is that they wish they hadn't sold property. Mm. And, you know, the number of stories I've got, some of my own, I might add, where, you know, you've looked at a property and you've just gone, the sucks or I've had a moment where I've gone, geez, didn't tap into my coach. <laughs> I just I, I just emotionally had enough of this property and I've sold it. And then two years later, there was one actually I sold. This is my story, so I can own it. There I had um uh my hubby and I had a uh block of units in just outside of Byron Bay. And um I remember just down by Ballina and we bought them, I think all three for under 500,000 and they stayed at that, that price point for probably eight years. And then there was a little bit of an uptick in the market and we were just so sick of them. We just went, you know what? I'm going to, excuse my French. <laughs> um, we're just going to get rid of them. And Jason Witten, who has um, some property down that way, um, the founder of Positive Real Estate, without fail every year, he'll say, mate, do you know what like, the properties down in Ballina are worth today? <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, give, I'll share my own experience, Tab. And I talk about this one, you know, one of the properties that I, I bought um as a client when I first started with PRE was, and I always talk about this deal as, you know, uh, you know, one of my worst deals that I bought. But at the same time, it actually, by the time it had completed, had um, had given me back my deposit, which got me my next property. So that's not such a bad deal. But, you know, I've always mentioned, uh, talked about that, but 10 years on. So when now, I, you know, I bought that, I think we, I went into it at the end, uh, start of 2012, <laughs> um, you know, and then uh, it built obviously 2000 and, uh, 2012. Yep. Now, interestingly, I bought, it's a little infill block. So there were three alongside of it. So two other clients bought the property on either side of me in orange and uh for whatever better reason i am very much you know i must be loyal i'm even loyal to my properties because <laughs> i just 
I've held that through thick and thin, even with my husband saying to me, but what's it doing for us? What's it doing for us? And I just thought, well, we don't need to sell it, so we'll just hold it. <laughs> you know, that's just Boredom's one of the worst things, right? Yeah, absolutely. You just get bored and you go, nah, get rid of it. But interestingly, the two people out on either side of us have sold in 2018 and 2019. So it was bought for 367, valued it into at the end of building at about 435, sat there uh, for a good, you know, five, nearly 10 years, but in 20 uh, in the last few years has actually now sitting at 750 to 800 car. <laughs> but what is really sad is the two people that bought on either side of us sold for about 420 I can't remember the other one but it's mm. similar pricing in 2018-2019 so they'd moved on for whatever reason um, and you can just see the difference that is made between that five to ten years of holding a property and I always say in the first five years you sit there and scratch your head and think oh why did I do that but in the <laughs> but in the five to ten years is when you wish you too. And the ten and, to fifteen, you're like, woo woo, golden golden chicken. <laughs> the golden chickens arrived. Absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, sometimes we get fortunate <clears throat> and time the market really well, and growth happens faster than that. Yeah. But. It's not the average, you know, property is not a get rich quick scheme, but it is 100% reliable when you play the game well. Yeah, and you play it long. Yeah. You play it long. I um, When uh, we did another deal at Positive Real Estate that a lot of the coaches got into and, some, and a lot of the clients got into, and that was back in 2009 or 10, I think. It was um, the Dulwich Hill that, Yeah. <laughs> It's renowned. I only come back with Jason, right? Whenever he gives me gives me some stick about the uh, the one down Ballin away, I'm always like <laughs> Dulwich Hill, because <laughs> <laughs> you've kept that one you myself. Another coach, yeah, another coach who shall remain nameless. Uh, also bought actually another couple of coaches also bought it. Sam bought one. We bought one. Sam and I are the only two out of the coaching team that kept theirs. And we pat ourselves on the back regularly for doing that because more than doubled. Yeah. Um, I think it's 400. Yeah. And, and I'll it's tell you what, people, stories. Yeah, when people say that apartments don't go up, absolute rubbish. Uh, I bought that. It was an apartment. It was a very average apartment too. Uh, two bedroom, two bathroom in inner Sydney for 400K, I think worth about a million today two-bedroom apartment folks so um it's all about location and floor plan um with apartments so uh yeah so sam and i are pretty happy and uh i'll um <laughs> sorry jace i had to mention it i can't give you all the kudos and none of the sticks so uh so yeah we all make mistakes um with our portfolio it's never a perfect ride uh, but time cures a lot of the challenges with property yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess the moral for today's story, if you could sock them between the eyes, Laura, so beware folks, sock them between the eyes, 
and tell people like it is for from a place of love and wanting people to succeed with their investing, what would be the advice you give people? Sock it to them. <laughs> Don't sell your chicken that lays the golden egg just because you want a quick hit in the arm of a, a bit of a lift. <laughs> yeah. Or you we, want the car. For a personal purchase. Uh you know, uh, uh, you know, an upgrade of a home. You know, if you want to upgrade your home, work for it. Don't take away from your investment. You know, yeah. I guess my favourite. You know, I, I probably say this so often. We don't get a choice whether to invest. It's what do you in, invest in, and if you really want uh, choices in your retirement and for whatever your purpose is, whether it's because you want to create a legacy for your family, whether you want to give back to your favourite charity, when you, whether you want to be able to, you know, give back to the community when things are tough um, and, and have some choices to say, I'm not going to turn up to work today, I want to turn up to the latest, the, the, the local food kitchen and just cook food yep. um you know all of that takes choice uh, you know choices Commitment. and mm -hmm. sacrifice is what's going to get you and it doesn't mean you have to have uh you know you don't want to live like a pauper today so you can be wealthy when you're 70 but it's a balancing act as well you know I get so many people today want to start off with the perfect ha perfect house to live in um, and I, I I think that there's so many challenges with that decision in terms of how it limits your investment opportunity. So just remember what you what you take now will impact what you end up with down the track and end up with the quality of life that you're able to live when it really counts. Yep. Wise words, my friend. Um, well, if ever you were in doubt, no doubt you now know, buy well, never sell with, of course, the disclaimer on that. Occasionally we have to, we might upgrade a investment property, not our own family home, <laughs> um, or there might be, you know, a, a reason behind it that the coach and yourself work through and decide that it is actually in your best financial interest. Um, but most of the time you're cutting short the trajectory because I can say hand on heart, there is not one single person I have spoken to that has owned a property for 20 years and does not love that property. <laughs> Time cures all ills with property. And there's always the exception to the rule, but generally speaking, time cures all ills. By the time you've held a property for 10 to 15 years, the cash flow is looking after itself. The property will have seen some gains and you'll start to fall in love with that property. All property gives us a bit of a, um, a bit of a boot when we least expect it, an unexpected expense, a painful, annoying tenant. Um, but hold it, guys. It's worth it for the long term. Awesome. Thank you so much, Laura. And, uh, and Laura is going to be back with some... Uh, fantastic stories with clients. You'll get to see the coaches and some of the podcasts coming up. Um, but I know Laura's got a whole suite of people that she's wanting to interview with their stories. So stand by, guys. Uh, you'll see a lot more of Laura, Laura Chug uh, and the other coaches in the future. Thanks, guys. Bye for now.
Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing, and bye for now.